Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast, hosted by fellow small business owner, Tim Hayden. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Big Ideas for Small Business. I am your host, Tim Hayden, and I'm really honored to have one of my great friends, Clayton King, with us. Clayton, welcome to our podcast. Good to be here. Glad I'm, uh, I love microphones. <laughs> So anytime I see a microphone, I'm drawn to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, good deal. Well, hey, uh, Clayton, let's start out. Hey, tell our, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. I'm 48 years old. I live here in Anderson, South Carolina. I moved here in 2014. I grew up in Fountain Inn. Uh, grew up son of a blue-collar family. My dad was a farmer, small business owner. Uh, he worked in the textile industry. He was an electric motor repair man. And he worked his way up from sweeping floors in a, in a mill to uh, owning a, a large um, company with about 13 guys on his crew. Was adopted when I was a couple of weeks old and uh, just recently found my biological family at age 48. I'm married to Shari. We've been married 21 years, 10 months, and 15 days today. <laughs> and she's my best friend and my sweetheart. I have two teenage boys. Jacob's a senior this year. In high school, he's 18, and JoJo is a freshman, and he's 15, six foot three or six foot two, and can dunk a basketball. Mm. And um, I have a couple of full-time jobs, which is one of the reasons why we're talking about this topic today on the podcast. But I, I do several things. I'm a pastor of a church here in Anderson called New Spring Church. I get to serve there with a great team of leaders. And my wife and I run a nonprofit organization, a 501c3 called Crossroads. We do lots of different things, summer camps and student conferences and study tours to the Holy Land and mission trips all over the world. And we have a radio ministry. I'm also an author. I've just finished my 17th book and I'm working on my 18th book right now. And I love to hunt and fish. I like tractors, motorcycles, four-wheelers. I like guns and animals, specifically dogs and uh I love pro wrestling. That's that's another little thing about me that uh, yeah, the old stuff specifically, Ric Flair, Rowdy Roddy Piper, you know, the old school stuff. So that's a little bit about me. Oh, man, that, that's great. Well, hey, um, I, we're really honored that you took time out of your busy schedule to come hang out with us today. And Clayton, I know uh, you know you we you know in uh, prior to COVID, you know we have uh, once a quarter we get together with our team. We we, we stop the plant. We have an all team meeting. And, you know, you've came and spoke mm-hmm. to our team. And I know you've got a passion for small business. And, man, we're really glad you took a little few minutes to hang oh, out with us today. Thank you. You know, so, hey, uh, you know, hey, listeners, Clayton and I were having lunch, God, Clayton, six or eight months ago. At least, yeah. And, and we were just talking about, you know, business and all. And, um, and, you know, the topic came up about how to simplify your work. So we we started talking, and I said, Clayton, man, I think that would be a great topic for a podcast. Yeah. You know, and you said, hey, Tim, let's, let's plan it. So, hey, so we're here today. So, uh, hey, so our topic is how to simplify your work. And, um, you know, so, hey, Clayton, just start unpacking that because I thought we had a great conversation that day. Yeah. So ever since I was in high school, I have struggled with taking on more than I probably should at one time. Um, I'm, a, I'm a go-getter. I'm a doer. I like to get things accomplished. If you know anything about Enneagram, I'm a number three, so I like achievement and I like success. And so I tend to take on too many projects. And in some cases, I take on too many. And in some cases, I don't want to finish the ones I've started because there are other more interesting and exhilarating opportunities. Sometimes it's more fun to start something than stop something. So I had to figure out a way to simplify my, my work life. And I had to find out a way to simplify my life in general. 
So just for a little bit of context, I started traveling as an evangelist and as a speaker when I was a teenager. So I did um, thousands of public school assemblies, non-religious, where I talked about making wise choices. I spoke for Beta Club, National Honor Society, FBLA, FHA, 4-H. And then I started preaching and speaking in prisons and youth groups and churches when I was 14 and 15 years old. And so I lived on the road and I was constantly busy, always moving. But I'm an entrepreneur by nature. And so when I was in college, I started this nonprofit organization, which began to grow and it began to exponentially expand then. As our camps became successful, we branched out into conferences. Our conferences became successful. We branched out to mission trips. Our mission trips became successful. We branched out to bring in new speakers. Our speakers are, are still very successful. We branched out to radio and television. And so I began to understand I have a high capacity for work. I like to work. I wake up early. Um, I work all day. I love to work. Sometimes it wears me out, but most of the time it energizes me. But I found myself as I got older being frustrated with an inability to ever feel like I got caught up. And so when I would have free time available to me to go somewhere with my wife or go out on the lake with you know good friends like you that have a boat, because the only thing better than having a boat is having a friend with a boat. <laughs> and Tim Hayden, you're my friend with a boat. Um, if, I had an, if I had two or three hours to go deer hunting, I found myself, instead of going deer hunting or instead of doing something like that, I found myself doing more work to try to get caught up. And so I don't remember where I, if I heard this from someone, if I heard it on a podcast, if I read it in a book, or if or if it just rolled out of my, uh, rolled off my tongue that day you and I were having lunch. But at some point I realized, that, and I think in threes, it's kind of how my brain works. Even my sermons, mm-hmm. most of my sermons have three points. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, my brain just thinks in a triad formulation. And so this occurred to me one day, and again, I'm sure I read this somewhere or heard somebody else say it in some way, shape, or form. Automate, delegate, eliminate. Automate, delegate, eliminate. So this is what I've tried to do in my life. I've tried to ask myself, what are the things that I could automate so I could set it and forget it? Hmm. And one of the things, just as an example, that I've automated to simplify my work life so that I have more time to be productive when I'm on the clock, I've automated tithing. Now, because I'm a Christian and because I'm a pastor, I believe the Bible. And one concept that we have as a family that we all believe in is tithing. Mm -hmm. That means the first 10% of our income goes to the church. And so when I was a kid, my dad used to write a check every single Sunday morning before we would go to church. He'd take out the checkbook. He would write the check right there at the kitchen table. And so as I got older, I would write a check. I didn't make a paycheck for the first 20 years of my employment. I lived from event to event. Uh, Mm self-employed, paid my own health insurance, paid my own social security. And so I would have to keep up with my income. And every week I would have to figure out how much did I make this past week and what is 10% that goes to my church. And I would tithe off of the gross, not the net. Hey, Clayton, just just to pause it for a second. Uh, My wife, Dawn, and I have always... Uh, we've always tied off the gross, not yeah. the net, because we want to be blessed off the gross. That's not right, because the, so. the gross is bigger. Absolutely, it's bigger. So we, we, we always have been. So, so I just decided at, at one point, um, instead of having to figure all this out, I'm going to automate my giving. That way I don't have to think about mm. it. So 15 years ago or so, I started making a salary from our nonprofit, 
And now I know how much I make and I know what my tithe is going to be. Mm-hmm. So I've set that up on our website from our church. I also, We also tithe to our nonprofit as well. So I've got both of those automated. Mm-hmm. They, I pay them with a credit card and I pay that credit card off every single month. It's automated, mm-hmm. which means I don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. It's one less thing I have to think about. Um, I've automated our trash pickup. When we lived in North Carolina, before we moved back to Anderson, um, I had to carry all of our trash to the dump. Mm-hmm. And so it's one more thing I've got to do. We lived 15 minutes away from the closest recycling center. And I had to do all that myself. Well, now I've automated it. Uh, and I know you're here at your, at your job, um, we're sitting here on your facility right now. You know, we walk just a few feet from this table and you've got an entire floor with dozens of employees mm-hmm. and they're working in machines and on machines that have been automated for the sake of efficiency mm-hmm. for your team. So you can produce more product, you can sell more product, you can hire more people, you can serve more people. Mm-hmm. People need the products that you make and create right here in this factory mm-hmm. that you run. So you've automated those things. Automation is just an easy way to get more productivity out of the time you've been given. And guess what? We all get 24 hours a day. Yeah. Nobody has a magic machine that gives them 26. Yeah. Now, if you could invent that, you'd be richer than Bill Gates and, and uh, Steve Jobs. So I try to automate. Now, one, the second thing that I've tried to do is I've tried to delegate. So th- this, this is a real simple question. What am I doing that somebody else could do? Mm. And, and at first, I thought that was the main question. So I would look at my life and go, what could I delegate to other people? When I first started traveling and speaking... In college, this would have been 1991 to 1995, I had uh, an old telephone that I bought. It was an AT&T black plastic telephone that I bought from Walmart. And it had a cord attached to the head <laughs> handset. And it had a cassette tape that people would call. And if I didn't answer, they'd leave me a message on an mm-hmm. answering machine. Mm-hmm. I would come back from class. I would hit play. And with a spiral notebook, I would write down every single person's name and number. And I would call back every single person. And I would commit to driving somewhere to preach or flying somewhere to preach. And most of the time, I didn't know if I was going to get paid or if they were even going to reimburse me for my airfare. And I spent more time handling all those details than I actually spent working on sermons or actually preaching. So mm-hmm. for me, that, that's my calling. That's my job is preaching. And then there came a moment in my life where I realized through the help of an older brother, I need to delegate this to somebody. Mm-hmm. So I hired a woman. Um, her name was Amanda Hahn, graduated from Anderson University. It's Amanda Benedict now. She was my first assistant. And she lived with me and my wife. We had a spare bedroom. And while she was going through physical therapy school, we let her live in our spare bedroom. And she basically took over. I delegated to her answering the phone, returning emails, returning phone calls, and scheduling me for events. Mm-hmm. Now, the thought that I had was I can't afford to pay somebody Um, to do this job. If I delegate this to them, then I'm either going to have to get a volunteer to do the work. And most of the time, if you, if you get a volunteer to do that kind of work, you get volunteer level quality. Mm -hmm. That's not always true. We use volunteers at our church, Mm -hmm. but that's different. I didn't want to, I didn't want to volunteer to do this for me. I wanted to pay somebody so that if they didn't do it right, I could tell them, you have to do it my way. But the problem that I had in my thinking was I didn't think I could afford to pay someone. But once I did pay her and I delegated that responsibility to her, it freed me up to be more effective, 
so that I could do more, so that I could actually make more money, so I could hire more staff, so I could grow mm. our company. That's good. Because our nonprofit is a company. We're yeah. a business. Yeah. We're incorporated. That's good. And Clayton, just from, from my seat, you know, forever, I thought no one could do something as good as I can. Mm-hmm. So I would just do it myself. But I learned that I only have so much capacity. So I, I came up, this is, my, this is Tim's words, the 75% rule. Mm-hmm. If someone can do the, the role I, that I need done 75% to the level that I, that I need done, mm-hmm. they can go do that, and then I can work on things only I can work on. That's right. So that's, that's the lens I have taken in regards to delegation. Yeah, you know, Andy Stanley, great business leader and great pastor too, he says, at some point in your life, ask yourself uh, this question, am I only doing what only I can do? Mm, that's good. In the organization, yep. in the company, that's good. Uh, only do what only you can do. Now, I wasn't able to do that early on. I had to do it all. Yep. Because if you're an entrepreneur, there's a season. If you ever watch Shark Tank, you know this because <laughs> they talk about it every episode. There's a moment when you're starting it from scratch where you have to do everything. You're in yeah. charge of, you got to open the doors, cut the lights on, pay the power yep. bill. You got to make sure everything's taken care of. But at some point, if you don't grow beyond that, you become the lid to the organization. Mm. The organization can't grow any bigger, can't go any higher, can't get any broader, can't be any more effective in its mission if you're the one holding it back. And mm-hmm. I was holding back our ministry. Mm-hmm. Once I hired Amanda, it began to grow. And now we have, you know, 10 employees and we have interns and I have an assistant who's been with me now. We're talking about him at lunch today. Jordan Hibbard's been with me for 11 years, mm-hmm. going on 11 years. I delegate that to him. Yeah. I don't, I don't answer all the phone calls anymore. Yeah. I don't respond to all the emails anymore. When someone invites me to come and speak, I don't talk about money with them. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, as a minister, I don't want money to be my driving factor. Mm-hmm. I want to go preach or serve because I feel like that's what God wants me to do. I'll let Jordan talk about all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I delegated. The second benefit to delegating is not only does it make the leader more effective, it makes the organization more effective and more efficient because as long as I'm taking control of all of those elements, the answering the phone and the emails, and I'm doing all the, all the daily ins and outs and the administration, I'm robbing somebody else of utilizing their gifts and their abilities. Mm. If I'm sitting in that seat, then I'm taking somebody else's seat. Yeah. Somebody more equipped, better gifted than me in administration should be in that seat at that table. But if I'm not willing to get up and move out of that seat, I'm keeping them from doing what God created them to yeah, do man, that's and what good. gives them life. Yeah, that's really good. So the third thing, um, <laughs> the third word is eliminate. So automate, delegate, eliminate. There are just some things in my life I was doing that just weren't important. I just didn't need to do them anymore. Okay, so here's here's something funny. I don't know if you know this about me. I think you do. But in the 1900s, <clears throat> I was in a band. I was in a couple of really successful bands because I love music. Um, I love rock and roll music. I love praise and worship music. Mm-hmm. So we started off as um, all my, I was big into the Christian music scene. I love rock and roll, grew up listening to Van Halen. Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> grew up listening to classic rock, still listen to Rock 101 every single day. And um, and I learned how to play guitar, and I could sing pretty good because mm-hmm. I grew up singing in school and stuff like that. And so because I'm an entrepreneur, I started a band. Mm-hmm. And the band was really successful. We sold, there were we had two versions of the band, and we sold 38,000 CDs. Now, if anybody's listening who's younger than 30, <laughs> CD stands for compact disc. That's how we used to listen to music back in the day. And uh, we never had cassette tapes, but we had CDs. We toured, 
we bought a van, we bought a trailer, we bought our own sound equipment. We were very successful. We would get paid when we go play at events. And um, we, we made five records. We made five very successful CDs that we would sell. We sold T-shirts. I had four guys that were employed for five years full-time mm. just off of our band. But there came a point in my life after we had our second child, and I'm traveling all over the place, and my wife is home with our kids all the time. I realized I'm sick all the time. I always have a sore throat. I'm always tired. I need to eliminate something out of my life. I've got to let something go. Well, I wasn't going to eliminate marriage because I love my wife. <laughs> Can't eliminate my kids because they're mine. I'm responsible for them. So I gave up music. I eliminated it. I just had to let it go out of my life. And I didn't think that I would be happy if music and the band were gone. But I was happier afterwards than I was beforehand because I could actually sleep. Mm -hmm. I would go to bed at night and I wouldn't wake up three or four times. Um, my voice healed up. I was always hoarse because I was always preaching and I was mm -hmm. always singing in mm -hmm. the band. And once I stopped singing, my voice, which is my primary instrument, was able to get strong again. So that's something I eliminated. So that's been kind of my template. And when I think about my life now, I have two full-time jobs. I pastor at New Spring uh, on the team of pastors there. My wife and I lead Crossroads together. And then on top of that, so those are my two jobs. But, but those jobs require me to travel a good bit. I'm in airports a lot. I'm on the road a lot traveling. Uh, it also requires that I write a lot. I write a lot of content, a lot of sermons. I have an active presence on social media. So, so this is the template that I still find myself going to. What can I automate? What can I delegate? And what can I eliminate? Mm -hmm. And it's really helping me because at 48 right now, I honestly feel like I'm very productive, but I'm also very healthy. Mm -hmm. um, I went to bed early last night. I woke up early this morning. Um, I'm healthy. I haven't been sick. I did get COVID, but I beat it. I never even had a fever. I mean, I felt bad, but uh, so I, I hope that I, I hope that this will be something I can go back to over and over again. Mm -hmm. I'm also trying to teach my kids this now. Yeah, because I have a I have an 18 year old. Our sons are good friends. That's right. And my son is like me. He takes on a lot, mm -hmm. and and I'm often finding myself now saying, Jacob, what what do you need to eliminate from your life? Are you taking on too much? Are you too busy? Do you have time for the things that you love? Do you have time for friendships? And of course, he does have time for his friendships and the things he loves because he's been really careful not to take on too much. Yep, that's good. So you know, Clayton, you know, I love I love the content content that we're talking about today. So, you know, for our listeners out there that are leaning in, that are saying, hey, I love what we're talking about, but, man, I don't know where to start. Yeah. You know, from, from your seat, I mean, you know, any, any, any suggestions for them? Hey, I, you know, I love, I love the automate, delegate, eliminate, but I'm doing what I'm doing, and I'm in a whirlwind. How can I help get out of that whirlwind? Any advice for the, our listeners? Yeah, I think it, there's a real easy way to start. So, you know, when you're, when, when you're in debt— Good, a good financial advisor will always tell you, pay off your smallest debt first. Yeah. Debt snowball. Debt snowball. That's <laughs> right. We've heard that's right. that before. Yeah, Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. He, he lives by that. That's right. Pick your smallest debt first and pay it off yeah. because it gives you confidence. It gives you momentum. I like making a list. I make a list every morning when I wake up of things I want to accomplish on the day. Mm -hmm. And nothing makes me feel better than scratching something off that list. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. can show you on my phone right now how I just love checking that box or yeah. deleting that off of my to-do list. So here's one practical thing uh, that you can do if you're listening right now and you want to try to 
automate or delegate or eliminate something, make a list of all the things in life you're responsible for. Mm. Just start and make a list. Mm-hmm. Make a list and start with the bills you pay. Mm. Most people don't know what their monthly expenses are. So until you make a list and you can see it in front of you, you're not really going to know how much you spend. So this is what I would suggest that you do to simplify your work and simplify your life. Start with the financial part and make a list. How much is your mortgage each month? How much is your car payment? How much is your health insurance? How much is your trash bill? How much is your water bill? How much is your power bill? And look at that list and see what on that list you don't currently have automated and then automate it. So pay your, most people have their mortgage taken out of their this direct deposit or yep. direct, directly taken out of their account every month. That's an automation. You can do that with so many other things in your life. Mm-hmm. You can automate. For instance, one of the things that most moms know, and some dads too, is that grocery shopping is a big headache. Well, what we do now is we shop online. We will go to walmart.com. And we'll shop for our groceries. We don't do it all the time, but we automate. We'll shop for our groceries. We'll fill up the cart. We'll pay for it. And then we can pull up to Walmart and it's ready for us. Mm-hmm. Now, during COVID, there's been some times where we weren't able to do that. Mm-hmm. But Publix and other grocery stores do that now. We don't always automate our grocery shopping, but we've got it set up now. And it saves hours It also saves stress Mm. because the things that we know are going to stress us out are usually the things we procrastinate in doing. Mm. So if you know what stresses you out and you know you're going to procrastinate and wait until the last minute to do it, figure out a way to automate it. And if grocery shopping is one of those things, just for an example, automate it, get online, pick what you want to buy. They'll tell you if they've got it in the store or not. Put your credit card info in. Pull up and they deliver it right to your car. Mm. In some cases, you never even have to get out of your car. Yeah. So that's one practical thing you can do to start. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. That's real good. I think, you know, when you're talking about, um, you know, when you're talking about like your finances, I know that, uh, you know, I'm a financial peace person. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been doing it for years. Dawn and I, we spend the month. We spend our money before the month. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, uh, you know, we're the middle of the month. We did this at the end of last month. Mm-hmm. We spent every dollar on paper right. for all this month. So we know where our money's going. Yeah. It is such a relief what you're talking about. But for our listeners leaning in, even if you're in business, you know, you start simple. Start yeah. with your finances. But then go in and look at what you're doing inside your business. What can you automate? What can mm-hmm. you eliminate? What can you eliminate? And delegate. What and what can yeah. you eliminate? Right. Those things are super important. So, I'm ex- uh, again, I think that anybody can start somewhere so oh, yeah. I, I, I just challenge and appreciate your words of encouragement today hey can, uh, I, can I throw one more thing absolutely. in there for, for business leaders too here's a lesson from marriage so I I would ask my wife what what do you think we could eliminate from our schedule right now or what could I let go of that would free me up to be more attentive to the needs at home I think from a business leader standpoint, Sometimes it's good for the leader, the president, the owner, the CEO, the executive director. Ask your teammates, what are we doing right now that we could quit doing mm. and nobody would miss it? Yeah, that's good. That's real good. Ask the people around you because so many times as a leader, we're 30,000 feet. We're, yep. we're, we're up in the clouds thinking big picture. And, and if we're not, on, in your context, on the floor with yep. the crew, yep. if we're not asking the people that work for us the same question I ask my wife, what could we let go of right now? What could we stop doing right now? And nobody would miss it. If nobody would miss it, you need to stop doing it. Yep. 
and you'll be happier that, and, and you'll be more productive. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> hey, uh, Clayton, so as we start to close today's podcast, you know, uh, for our listeners that want to connect with you, mm-hmm. hey, how do they connect with your social media? What are your tags or whatever? Yeah, so uh, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and you can just type in my name, Clayton King, and I'll be the first one that pops up on all three of those. But the easiest way to get in touch with me or find out what we do or get copies of my books or see anything about our nonprofit, just go to ClaytonKing.com. Okay. That's the easiest way to get to our website, yeah. just my name. No, that's good. Clayton, thank you for your uh, thank you for your um, walk with the Lord. Thank you for everything you do. You encourage me. And I think mm-hmm. that, uh, man, you know, just to see to see what you've done in your life and, you know, to be an evangelist, to, to lead a business, you know, mm-hmm. to lead your family. All those are super important things, and you do it very well. So I'm right. thankful that, to call you friends. I appreciate you. Thanks, man. Feelings mutual. Yeah, that sounds good. Hey, for our listeners, thanks for hanging out with us today. Everyone, take care, and God bless. If you'd like to continue the journey with us, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. If there's specific topics you'd like to hear, be sure to put that in the comments as well. We'll be launching a new podcast on the first Wednesday of every month. If you know others that would get benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them, and we'll be seeing you guys next month.